Hey guys, welcome back to Positive Impact, episode number 54, as I reflect on an emotional week in lessons learned. So since I talked to you guys last, I had my Disconnect to Reconnect workshop last weekend at Bay Club. We did uh, an hour yoga flow, did a meditation, and then we did some personal development work. And we had 40 people from all walks of life. And it was an amazing event. You know, so much positive momentum, great feedback. You know, there's a reason that we do the yoga portion of the workshop. Every time I hold workshops, I love starting with yoga because it gets people into a flow, gets people to move their body. You know, they say our issues are in our tissues. And so when we move our body and our yoga practice always meets us where we're at. It's a great way to get in the flow, especially when people don't know each other. 40 people, most most of the people didn't know one another. So to connect and to connect with ourselves, to connect with each other, connect with the higher power universe, to get in that flow. That's how we started out the workshop. And then we did a, a visioning meditation, which in my previous One of my previous episodes, I did a podcast. If you want to go back and listen to one of those visioning meditations, I highly recommend it. But what I had the people do is visualize their life at the end of 2020, what they wanted to achieve and create the goals that they wanted to set for themselves in the areas of spirituality, relationships, work finances, and health and fitness. And then to see the end result at the end of the year and then to reverse engineer starting today and picking a word of the year that helps get them to achieve those goals. And that word of the year being the filter in everything that we do from the minute we wake up to the minute we go to bed, everything we say yes to, because when we say yes to something, we say no to something else. And when we say no to something, we say yes to something else. And so that filter, that word of the year being uh, so important when we set goals and the personal development portion of the workshop, um, you know, that, that was, that's where the magic happens. And so what happens is I get everybody a journal. So we did the yoga, we did the meditation, we did the visualization, and then I have them put pen to paper and write out what they want to achieve this year. And, and we set goals, specific, measurable, attainable that they want to achieve goals that should scare the shit out of us when we write it down say to ourselves whoa that you know take that that taking a back feeling of can i really achieve that can i really ask for that can i really manifest that and so that personal development portion of the workshop um it was everybody putting pen to paper a deep dive. I ask questions in the personal development portion of the workshop. You know, what are you grateful for? What are the, what do you want to manifest more of? What are your I am statements? Because the two most powerful words in the human language are I am. And then the word that follows I am, whatever follows I am is what we want, what we're going to manifest more of where our attention goes. Energy flows. What we focus on strengthens and gets stronger. 
So whatever follows that I am statement that we write out, that's what we're going to bring more of into our life. And sharing my daily mindfulness and spiritual practices, because I never ask students and clients to do something I don't do myself. And so I got to share, you know, all the things that work for me and have worked for the last couple of years that got me from rock bottom when I got sober five years ago to where I am now and all the hard work that I've put in. And now I get to share these gifts with other people through the workshops, coaching clients, um, retreats that I put on. And so as everybody's writing down their gratitude, the positive affirmations, their goals, choosing a word of the year, you know, creating space for everybody, all 40 people to reflect and put pen to paper and write from their spirit and soul, not the ego. And it's important to differentiate those two things. And it takes a couple minutes to let the ego go and not write something we think other people want us to write, but what we truly want deep down in our soul. And that's where the magic happens. And so that, and the best part about the event, you know, I shared this with all the the people that were there and thank you for everybody who came out. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I know a lot of you are listening right now and I just want to say thank you. I want to acknowledge you for showing up strong um, to saying yes to yourself, investing in yourself. And for those of you who did not go, who want to go, there'll be many more opportunities, workshops and retreats for the rest of 2020. So stay tuned, more great stuff coming. But putting pen to paper and the disconnect to reconnect words that I use in naming the workshop was very intentional because now more than ever, we need connection, true connection with ourselves, to each other, to the universe, a higher power, call it God. Because if you look at the statistics, suicide rates are at 30-year highs. Loneliness and depression are becoming an epidemic. Stress levels are at an all-time high. Our lifespan in 2015 and 2017, two out of the last four years, our lifespan actually went down. The lowest the most extended period of a downward spiral since World War One. Let me repeat that so you guys can hear that again. With all modern medicine and advances in technology, our life expectancy went down in 2015 and 2017, the longest downward trend since World War One, which blows my mind. So now more than ever, we need connection. It's a political, it's a election year, 2020. So the political ads that we're going to be seen, that we're going to be bombarded with are in our e-box, our email inboxes, our social media, the gossiping, the trash throwing, the negativity that's going to be spewed is going to be relentless and 
it's going to be an onslaught that if we don't take care of ourselves and start connecting with ourselves and building these mindfulness practices, it's going to get worse. And so the whole premise of the workshop is just to bring awareness of why we need this, all of us. This self-care, disconnecting to reconnect. And that's what we did in the workshop. And it's so important that all of us, the self-care, the self-compassion, the self-love that we start to create for ourselves, the world and our community needs all of us to step up and step into our power now more than ever. So we can be that positive ripple effect for other people. So we can be the change that we want to see in the world. I like to say a, a rising tide lifts all ships. So as we vibrate higher and shine brighter, we lift everybody else around us up along. And so it's critical, the self-care, the gratitude list, the positive affirmation, setting goals, choosing a word of the year, these healthy positive habits that we start to create to replace the old worn out story of I'm not good enough. People don't like me. I can't have that. That's asking for too much, which forces us to play small and not step into our power. Now more than ever, we all need to step up and step into that power. And so that's why I love holding these workshops to create space for other people to be seen, to be heard, to be vulnerable, to share their truth and share their experience and to give them permission to step up and step into that power. And so as people were writing down their goals and their words of the year and their gratitude and their positive affirmations, what they didn't know is that I was going to put them into groups of three and they were going to share what they wrote down. And it's important that I didn't tell them up front because I know for me, when I've done this experience, when I've done this exercise, I would write, if I knew I was going to share it with somebody else, I would write something that was people pleasing and sounded cool to make people like me that I was going to be in their, if I was going to be in their group. And so it's important that I'm not being dishonest and saying they're not, they're not going to share it with somebody. I just hold that part out when I ask them to go all in with their creative expressive writing. And then I have them pair up with two other people. There's 40 people, groups of three, and that's when the magic happens. And I give them 10 minutes each to share their gratitude, their positive affirmations, their word of the year, their goals, and they get to announce to the world. That's where the accountability, that's where something shifts now you're telling another person it's not just in your head now it's on paper but even more it's on paper and you're sharing it with one to two other people that are now going to hold you accountable and that's where the universe can say i got your back let's make this happen because the universe rewards the specific ask but punishes the vague wish so if we don't write it down and tell somebody else how the universe can't meet us where we're at and make it happen because we're not asking for what we want and need with being specific. 
And so after 30 minutes, they all share. And that's where I step back and I just watch and marvel at that connection. People acknowledging each other, looking each other in the eye, seeing each other, which we don't do enough of. And that's where the magic happens. And afterwards, I open it up and ask some people to share about how their experience was. And one gentleman said, which summed it up beautifully, he said, you know, I know more about the people in my small group, the other two people, just from sharing over the last 10 minutes with them. Then I know about coworkers that I've been working with for five years. I know more about people in my small group just in a few minutes of true connection and acknowledging each other and holding space for each other than coworkers that I work with five days a week, eight hours a day over the last five years. That is connection. That is community. That is why we do it. And that's why I love putting on these workshops. And so all this positive momentum, vibrating high, shining bright from this disconnect to reconnect workshop. And, you know, just a few days later, coming off that high, you know, life happens. Life on life's terms, life gets lifey, whatever you want to call it. Life is in session, right? Um, just a few days later, my nephew Mason, who passed away from cancer at the age of 14, his 18th birthday was on Wednesday, January 29th. He would have been 18 years old. And for whatever reason, the emotions of that hit me more so on Wednesday, more than the previous few years combined. And all of us have been through grief, the grieving process, as we all know, everybody listening, nobody is immune. The grieving process is different for everybody. And it just kind of caught me off guard that on Wednesday, I was very emotional. I cried a lot. Um, And I think a lot of it has to do with, you know, my sobriety being sober almost five years now and feeling the feelings, being in touch with those feelings and emotions more so now than ever. Um, my body's still healing from years and years of abuse, putting drugs and alcohol on my body that I think my brain is still healing. I think that's a part of it, but without judging and labeling it good or bad. I just, I was able to experience those emotions and it was just a really, really tough day. And, um, I picked up the phone. I know what to do when, when I don't feel well, ouch, I hurt. That's what I've been, that's what I've learned to say over the last five years. Ouch, I hurt. And I picked up the phone and reached out to people and I talked about it. And I cried and I told people I was hurting and I shared and I opened up. 
And um, <clears throat> we all go through the grieving process. And grief, it's a son of a bitch. And we don't know what to expect. And every day is different. But for some reason, this year was a lot tougher. And it's been tougher this whole week. And the feelings that I felt, <clears throat> you know, and I still feel, you know, I, I, I feel angry at God for taking Mason, who would have been 18 on Wednesday, for taking him at such a young age and allowing childhood cancer to exist. And being angry at God is okay because that means I have a relationship with him. And if it's your higher power or the universe, call it whatever you want, that, that means I have a relationship and that's okay. I'm not ashamed of being angry at God. That's, that's how I feel. And expressing that is healthy. I feel guilty that I wasn't sober at the end of Mason's life. You know, I remember being in his hospital room saying goodbye. I got back on a plane leaving Omaha, Nebraska to fly back to San Diego. And when I left, it was any minute that he was going to pass. And I got a text message from my brother when I landed that he had passed. And I was still in the throes of my addiction, the downward spiral. But I don't, I'm not beating myself up. I just, only thing I can do to make it right is how I live my life every day. The living amends by how I show up every day and how I treat other people because Mason, the values that he embodied, even at the end when he was suffering the most, the love, the compassion, the generosity, the kindness that he had for other people inspired and touched the lives of so many other people. And that's how I carry on his legacy. And that's how I make it right every day is try to carry on the values of love, kindness, generosity, compassion, caring for others, helping inspire hope for others. And that's why I'm doing this podcast. That's why I do coaching. I work with coaching clients. That's what I, that's why I love yoga and meditation and mindfulness. And that's why I share these gifts with other people. It's my life's work now. It's my purpose. And Mason, it's to honor his legacy. And it's the greatest honor that I can have. But there was, there's feelings of guilt. I feel sad that I'll never be able to see Mason again and miss him so much. I feel gratitude that I was able to create so many loving memories together with Mason and my family in the short period of time that we had those 13 or 14 years that I just cherish. I feel gratitude that Mason had such a huge impact on others during his short time here and how he lived his life every day, inspiring hope, love, and compassion, always caring more about others than he cared about himself even during his his toughest times in his last days. I feel, and these are all things I've learned over the last couple of years to become aware of what I feel, getting in touch with those, with my feelings. And that's why I'm sharing it with you because it's important that I name the feelings 
so I can work through them. I feel an awesome responsibility to carry on Mason's legacy and the values he embodied to make sure he is never forgotten. I feel connected knowing everyone is going through struggles and it's our shared human suffering that unites us as a community. And that's why I'm talking so openly about it. I feel confident knowing that this vulnerability will help inspire hope for someone else suffering today or tomorrow or the next day. I know Mason is with me in spirit every day and has been every day since his body, since he left his body. I know he's with us in spirit still and he's inside me, his spirit and my spirit together. There's not a day that goes by I don't think about him and the huge impact he had on my life and the, in the life of so many others. But I feel this. I feel that the, the the words I feel naming the emotions. It's still a work in progress for me, but it's so important for all of us. If we're struggling with something, to try to name the feeling. I encourage you guys. If you feel off or you feel something's missing. Try to grab a pen and journal and just try to name the feeling. And that's how we work through the feelings. But we got to name it first. And that's what I've been able to do. And that's why I'm sharing it with you guys because it's so important to work through, for me, naming the feelings. Then I can work through them. I feel positive that my life's work and purpose is to honor Mason Schultz and everything I do and carry on his legacy by treating everyone with love, compassion, generosity, and kindness. But Wednesday was a struggle and, you know, the ups and downs of life. Nobody is immune. And it's important that I shared about it because we're all going through stuff. We're all going through stuff and, you know, just the day after on Thursday, which was yesterday, the day after Mason's birthday, I needed to go to an AA meeting. I was just struggling and I needed to, that's what I was taught. And on my way to the meeting, first thing in the morning, my roommate and dog gets stuck in the elevator. You can't make this shit up. They got stuck in the elevator for 30 minutes. So I had to call 911 and the first responders and the firefighters came. Luckily, nobody was hurt. Nobody freaked out. I didn't get to the meeting. But, and my roommate and dog are okay. Thank God. Thank God for first responders. So much love and so much gratitude for them and all that they do. Huge shout out. But the lesson in that is illusion of control. Control is an illusion. <laughs> and I accepted the fact that I wasn't going to get to an AA meeting. That was more important to take care of my roommate and my dog. I, I made it to a meeting later that day, but just the acceptance of life and, and, if I was resistant and pushing back, that's where suffering occurs. And I've learned over the last five years to accept and surrender and let go for whatever God, the universe and the higher power has in store to accept that 
And it was just um, life on life's terms, right? And so the ups and downs, you know, the, the, the most beautiful thing, and I'll, I'll end with this, is, you know, being able to teach yoga the last couple of days and, you know, my yoga students holding space for me that I can show up, be seen and heard and share my truth just like I do for them every week. And I'm honest with them and, and I'm very vulnerable and I'm saying, ouch, I hurt. And here's why. And before class and after class to hear their, to, to give them the space and then them to give me the space, giving each other permission to share our truth. And it just, everybody's going through shit and hopefully this podcast episode gives you permission as you're listening to share and open up with somebody else. If you are, if you're hurting to say, ouch, I'm hurting because we're all in this together. We all need each other. Nobody's immune from the struggles of life and to raise your hand to say, ouch, I hurt. And to accept, to surrender, to let go. These are all things that have helped me. When life happens, they don't go the way I want them to. To not let it knock me down. And to keep on doing my best. One breath at a time. So that was my week, friends. Please share this episode with somebody if it had a positive impact in your life, if you think it will help somebody. If it helps one person, then it was a success. And I just want to acknowledge and celebrate everybody listening for taking the time to tune in. Thank you for letting me, thank you for holding space for me to be seen and heard and to share my truth. And that's my invitation to you. If you're struggling or hurting, please reach out to me. Let me know how I can help. I'm here for you guys. It's my life's purpose. That's the way I can carry on Mason's legacy, my nephew and godson, to help other people, to inspire hope. So thank you guys again. Again, check out my website, andrewschultzyoga.com for information on upcoming workshops and retreats. A lot of good stuff happening this year. One more reminder, please step up and step into your power. We need you now more than ever, our community, the world, to vibrate high and shine bright. Until next time, guys, thank you. Lots of love, big hugs, positive vibes. Talk to you soon.